Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines. Coming at you on July 3rd, 2020. Today we are reviewing the newest Will Ferrell movie. Kind of took the world by surprise. Um, kind of came out of nowhere, at least in my life. Eurovision Song Contest. The story. The fire saga. Love we're it. Going to be breaking out the patent-pending movie scale. Going to be ranking it. Going to be grading it and then ranking it with the other movies that we ranked, Ty. Yeah. Should be fun. We'll see where, where it lines up with some of the other ones we watched recently. Uh, we had real stinker, so I'm hoping it's uh, at least better than that. And then we also have some podcast news at the other side of the uh, intro that you're about to hear. So it's not a long wait, but you're going to have to wait for that. Let's do it. 20, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! High fly ball into right field. She is gone! I don't feel so good. Hulk! You can put it on the board, yes! Okay, Tyler, so we are making some changes to the podcast. Yes, sir. We are canceling it. This is the last episode we're ever going to record. It was good while it lasted. Uh, lasted a year and a half. Um, real fun. About 75-ish episodes. You know, I did say at the beginning I was going to label, because we used to do episode one, episode two. I said I would do that again for episode 69. We passed it. Maybe this is episode 69. No, Wouldn't we, that we, be a coincidence? We it. Hold on. We've been doing this for a while. There's no way. I'm about to go through it and count every single episode. There's 52 weeks in a year. We've done it way over. 
Let's see, episode 8, so 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. This is great, this is great radio. radio. 15, 16, <laughs> 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30. Throw out 30, some notable 32. ones while counting. 33 is uh, our trip back from Vegas. Oh, gambling sucks. That's a fun one. 34, 35, 36. Uh, this is about the Dodgers losing in the playoffs. Hey. 37, 38, 39, 40. Um, this is just t- titled a Dunchain Conundrum. I guess we had a Dunchain Conundrum. We're throwing some Dunchains around. I love it. Uh, 41. That's when I got back from Disney World. 42. First Baby Yoda appearance. Oh. 43, 44, 45, 46. 47. Uncut Gems. Oh, 48. Tyler's reaction to the Saints losing. <sighs> and a huge name is tied to the MCU tie. Do you remember that huge name? Christian Bale. I think so. 49. No, wasn't it John Wick? I think that might have Maybe. been John Wick. Whatever They're both tied. Ooh, 49. 50. 51. Uh, Kobe Bryant's death episode. Ooh, RIP. 52. That one has 19 listens for being a really old episode. I don't know why. 53. 54. Not all the listens got transferred over to Anchor. Yeah. 54 is Joe Rabbit. 55. 56 is the start of March Movie Madness. 57, 58. We might not. We might not even be at 69 60, yet. 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69 was ranking every DCEU film, The Return of Sports Limited, and Never Before Naked and Afraid episode. I love that Naked and Afraid was on our 69 episode. All right. The po- real podcast news, just to drag it on. I know your dad's probably like super sad right now. The whole time <laughs> thought the, the podcast was going to be canceled. Uh, the podcast is not canceled, but we are going to be changing up how we are doing things. Um, we noticed we are a little spread all over the place with our topics Mm -hmm. and two hour episodes can be a little hard to digest, especially if you're someone new trying to listen to the the podcast. So what we're going to do is this, this podcast right here within the lines with the, with a beautiful blue background tie, great blue background is going to be dedicated to film slash movies slash, I guess we could say entertainment so we can throw gaming even in there maybe a little bit. Yeah. It's going to be an entertainment podcast. You're not going to hear sports on this dedicated podcast feed anymore. It's gone forever. But (laughs) we love sports and we can't stop talking about them. Maybe we should have done this just at the start of sports being gone. But Sports Returning is going to give us a good opportunity to launch this. It will be good. We're launching a second podcast feed, which I'm going to try to hopefully figure it out where if on Spotify, maybe you can have like two separate feeds linking to the same homepage. I don't think you can. But if not, it'll be tweeted out on Twitter and whatnot. And anyone who listens, I can give you the link. Um, anyone in my life personally. We're just going to be starting. It's called Within the Line Sports. It's very creative. It took a while to <laughs> figure out the name. Um, the logo is going to be a little different, so it's going to be easy to tell. We got s- some different color schemes going on. Um, a big red word that t- lets you know that it's a sports podcast. You got some grass in the background. Yes. Um, so that's that's pretty much the news. The goal is we are going to bring, at the very bare minimum, at least one episode per week still, one of the two. Ideally, we would like to bring two a week now, one entertainment, one sports. Typically, we would record it all in one session. Our job is pretty much going to be the same. We're just going to split it up into two different episodes. Yeah, cause some people may like sports and not movies. And then there's vice versa. This way, if you just like the movie stuff, you can just listen to the movie stuff. If you like the sports, you listen to that. If you like both, you got two pods to listen to now. <laughs> there you go. So instead of like one two-hour episode a week, you're going to have like two 45 to an hour episodes. Um, we haven't really discussed how we're going to release those. We might change the day up, have sports be a dedicated day and the entertainment be a dedicated day. Um, we'll talk about that. It might be like a Friday, Monday, Friday, Tuesday thing. Yeah, we'll figure it out. 
Um, we also have other things cooking that we cannot announce yet that are in the works. We'll be, it'll be good. Very good. And so that's going to start now. Um, this podcast is just talking about Fire Saga. It's just a movie scale. Um, and then we're going to post another podcast in the next few days, by the time you're listening to this, by the time it's released, of a Hamilton review. Yep. The the, the musical that is going on Disney+. Plus. That's going to be interesting because we have one person who's seen it, me, not to brag, and one person who has never seen it before, you. So it'll be a little bit of different. Well, your idea is going to be a little skewed, Jay. I'm going to see it through the original cast for the first time. So... <laughs> And then the first uh, Within the Line sports episode, because we don't have any sports stuff to talk about, so we're not going to force it. We're going to re-upload the Ross Stripling interview of just the interview itself. So it's going to be like a 30-minute episode. Maybe maybe the first episode is when baseball starts. Maybe. Maybe sooner. We don't know. We don't have a set-in-place plan. But that's what's going on. It'll be good. It'll be much better. That way everyone can enjoy Within the Lines. <laughs> so I heard... You were telling me before the podcast, you have something very uh, specific you wanted to talk about before Eurovision. Very important, Jason. Okay. So, I was listening to another podcast, and they brought up a great talking point. And I just wanted to, I just wanted to get some... You look so weird without your glasses on. Why'd you take them off? I just spilled water on them. I just splashed in my you face. You look so weird. I haven't seen you without glasses in I don't know how long. You just saw me without glasses this weekend when we were swimming. Okay, continue. <laughs> Tyler made a big no-no while we were swimming. <laughs> Shut up. We're not going to bring it up. <laughs> Shut up. I was very drunk. <laughs> um, that sounded kind of sexual. I was drunk. We were swimming. I made a no-no. <laughs> it was not sexual. You just injured someone unintentionally. Very unintentionally. And I love her dearly. And I'm sorry, babe. Um, t- I'm going to take you back to a simpler time, Jason. Okay. Back maybe like like 1700s. <laughs> okay. Um, What do you think is the... If you could go back in time, the simplest item you could bring back with you into the 1700s that would get you immediately burned at the stake. Uh, uh, an item you bring with you from modern days. From today. And it's just like a simple one. Like, obviously, a fucking laptop, TV. So, like, a phone doesn't count? Oh, I mean, you could. But I want to know what is the simplest thing that would just blow their fucking mind that we just overlook every day. Because, like, I look at a, a laptop. Maybe. Maybe they'd be like, what the fuck's going on? I think, like, like a Yeti cup. And I just put ice in it, and then just 12 hours later, there's still ice. You're getting burned at the fucking stake. <laughs> yeah, they're going to think you have, like, witchcraft. You're like, what the fuck? He's like a ice wizard or some shit. So think of things like... Because, like, obviously laptops, technology and stuff, like, we know these are cool things. But what's something we just completely overlook that they would just be fucking mind they played golf in the 1700s? I don't know. Because if so, I would show up with my fucking metal golf clubs. And just wreck on them while they're only hitting the ball like 100 yards and just outdriving them. That was in the 15th century. I do think you would be able to bring back like modern clubs, though. And they would just think you're the world's strongest man because exactly. you can drive the ball over 200 yards. Yeah. That would be incredible. <laughs> um, something from modern day. How about uh, a basketball hoop? I mean. And just show them the game of basketball. be pretty cool. It's a very simple game. It is a simple game. I just that was a classic look around my room, and the first thing I looked at was the basketball hoop that's on the wall. I think wall. people were much shorter then, so you would just dominate. You'd be the Wilt yeah. Chamberlain of the 1700s. Not you though. You're probably no. I would. I would. You're probably average height. I'd for be the 1700s. average. <laughs> I'd make the bench. <laughs> um, I don't how, know what else. How about a microwave? And then we ask Fucking. him, and we ask him if the microwave technology has reached its capacity. No, what we're gonna do? We're gonna go back in time and leave them a microwave and see if by today they've advanced enough. <laughs> Three hundred some years later. Or if it's still just the same fucking microwave with a touchscreen. 
How about like uh, what about like bug spray poison? That would that would get. Real oh bad. no, I got a good one. Deodorant. That would be nice. <laughs> I would just like bring toothpaste and smile at him. And be like, look what I got. I always think about that too, because obviously they probably did like natural herbal things to, you know, not smell like shit. A lot of cologne being worn to just cover it up. It, they must have like their teeth were probably nasty. They must have smelled. Yeah. You know what else could have blown their mind? What? A Bud Light Orange. Bud Light Orange. Oh, that would have literally blown their mind. <laughs> They've been fucked up. <laughs> well, Fidget had, spinner. I think they had. There you go. Fidget, you're getting burned at the stake for that, for sure. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good. Have you ever seen, like, those magic balls or whatever that, like, you. Like, the magic eight ball? No, not the magic. That would probably blow their mind, too. They'd be like, fucking sorcery, future telling. <laughs> no, the little ball that's, like, clear on the outside, so it makes it look like it's floating when you're, it's in your hand. No. It's like a metal ball, but it's got like a clear layer on the outside that's see-through. So when you touch it, it looks like there's a gap in between your hand and shit. Okay. People do like cool tricks and shit with them. How about just a magician? <laughs> Can I just bring a magician? <laughs> Chris Angel? Yeah. <laughs> he's He's gone. He's definitely getting burned at the stake. I don't know. That's crazy to think how much humans have evolved. What about cardboard? I don't know if cardboard would necessarily blow their mind. It's like a box. Like an Amazon box. What would blow their mind? They'd never seen cardboard before. What is cardboard? Paper? Is it really? I've just realized I've grown up my whole 21 years on this earth not knowing what cardboard is. What is just paper. What is cardboard made out of? Recycled paper sandwiched between two liners. Just just paper. When was cardboard invented? When do you think cardboard was invented? Mm, 18, 1875. <laughs> You're pretty close. Oh, fucking let's go. Yeah, see, they're 200 years away from cardboard. You said the 1700s or the 1600s? Yeah, because I think, like, when were the Salem witch trials? <laughs> I thought that was, like, in America. Yeah, that could have been the 1700s. Well, s- well, do you know when America started, Jay? Yeah, the late 1700s. Okay. What about... Um, you don't think they were burning people at the stake a couple fucking decades before that? It was 1692, 1693. Okay. So 1600s. Um, I don't know. What about a vaccine for the Black Plague? That would be pretty cool. I don't know when the Black Plague was, but I know it fucked them up. And we're kind of in our own Black Plague right now. Isn't that crazy? Like, how much science has evolved? And just probably our... Bo- I wonder if our bodies itself have become better at fighting things just because of evolution. Um, like if coronavirus happened in the 1300s, like when the black plague happened, they're fucking done. Is it the same thing? Or if the bubonic plague, which is the black plague, if that happened today, would it still fuck us up? I don't know. I know someone got the bubonic, like the black plague a couple years ago. Are you serious? Yeah. 10% mortality with treatment. Oh my 650 cases reported a year. It still happens. Yeah, I told you. 10% mortality rate, though? That's a lot. There's oh. a lot of people dying. I think it lasted, like, hundreds of years, too. Like, they just could not figure that shit out. Um, The second pandemic was the biggest outbreak, and it hit in 1346. I would bring a Roldish Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way anyone could even get close to fucking throwing something as hard as he does. It lasted seven years. 
Okay. 75 million to 200 million deaths. Yikes. How many people have died of coronavirus? We're in like the hundreds of thousands, I think. Don't don't fact check me on that because I do not know. I'm fact checking. I know, well, we're in 100,000 for the United States. Um, 516,000. That's a lot of deaths. That's a lot of deaths. What about the Spanish flu? Lava lamps? <laughs> wow, Spanish flu had 50 million people died. Holy shit. Wow. See, that's just... The, okay, so when you look back at the Black Plague and you look at now... It's like, okay, that was the 1300s, but the Spanish flu was only 100 years ago. So, like, the leaps and strides we've made in just 100 years, insane. Oh, yeah, for sure. Insane. I mean, obviously, the Spanish flu, I'm sure, is more deadly than coronavirus. No, it probably isn't. They just had nothing to fucking it's treat it. strains of A, A slash H1N1. Isn't that what the swine flu was? H1N1? I don't know. Did you hear there's a new potential uh, flu strain with pandemic potential? Saw that. That was total fear mongering yep. uh, clicks. Yep. That was uh, we're going to scare people and get a lot of views. Just like there's been so many meteor posts. There was the one a few the weeks ago. Mayans. The Mayan calendar. If you calculated a certain way, the world was supposed to end last week. Um, the earthquakes, Yellowstone volcano, just any random thing. These like second rate. And this, these aren't like, well, actually, I think the the um, plague one was a uh, BBC. But it's not like the LA Times posting this for the most part. It's like those weird websites this is shit that can happen at any time and they're just like we're gonna throw it up now ty so imagine a, if we just get double teamed so i'm gonna bleep this out well i don't want to bleep this out i got an idea we gotta talk about after the podcast okay i got an idea i think i, I think i know <laughs> where go, your brain that goes working. with our project that i can't disclose i like where your brain's headed <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get into eurovision eurovision the story of fire saga well, it, Excuse me, sir. It's Eurovision Song Contest. Sorry. The Story of Fire Saga. It reminds me of uh, Birds of Prey, fan- Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Someone just rang my doorbell. Did you hear that? I did. I did hear that. Riley's going to have to deal with an old lady. Uh-oh. Um, so this is starring Will Ferrell, Rachel McAdams, who has a mole on her face. Did not notice that till like the very last scene of the movie. I'm going to be real judgmental of you, Jay. Um, Diamond Lee Lotto. Very slightly, yeah. Um... Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. I thought it was Brosnan. Well, the first time he said Brosnan. Yeah, that's not right. Um, Dan Stevens, who plays Beast in Beauty and the Beast. That's who that fucking guy was. I knew I knew him from somewhere. Um, Graham Norton, who has a late night show. He was like the the voice whatever guy. And the rest of them, I know there was a bunch of Eurovision uh, cameos in it. Never seen Eurovision. <laughs> yeah, that so... There's a scene in the movie. Are we doing spoilers? It was fucking spoilers. Yeah, we always do spoilers. I just didn't know if we were doing it yet. Um, there's a scene in the movie where it's just everyone singing, and it's very much felt like almost like pitch perfect. Yeah. Where it's just a group singing, and there's like, oh, like camera locks on to certain people. And I was like, I feel like if I was from like England or something, I would be going fucking crazy. Like, oh, it's that person. It's that person. Just completely flew right over my head. Yeah. I looked it up afterwards. It's a bunch of former contestants and shit, but... I knew one of them was like that Viking heavy metal band that came on the stage one time, I think. Because I know they won. That's cool. Something. Yeah, I didn't know any of them. Um, yeah, so Eurovision is a, what is it? It's like an American Idol, but for all of Europe, pretty much. And you submit an original song, and it's one person. It's like American Idol mixed with the Olympics. Yeah, it actually seems pretty fucking cool. Um, Everyone, I think it's part of the European broadcasting or some shit. 
Um, so each country gets like a representative. It do, it's not even just Europe though, but European broadcasting thing. Australia is invited. Why aren't we in on this? America loves making money off shit like this. Well, I mean, Will Ferrell had the joke in the movie about how much he hated Americans. <laughs> That's <was> fucking great. <laughs> um, bunch of like college kids. Um, but I mean, Canada's not in it. Mexico's not in it. So it's true. Australia, I feel Australia has always kind of been Europe, though, because that's its origins. For those that didn't yeah, know, yeah, but it just Australian, lives. It just lives way down there by itself. Australia started as a uh, prison, prison, prison island. Yeah, um, they got all the freaky animals down there too. They're just through the fucking prison. But like them. Russia and stuff is in it. At least in this movie, they were. Yeah, it was like the main guy. Yeah, Russia. They're not in Europe. Well, main guy besides Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams. All right, so we're going to break down the movie with our patent pending movie scale. Yes, sir. Plot slash story tie. So the plot, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams are in this band, Fire Saga. Let me, let me, let me do something. And uh, they've been, they've been uh, friends since they were kids. They've been music partners since they were kids. And Lars and Secret. Lars and Secret. And their dream, mostly Will Ferrell's dream, mostly Lars' dream, Secret kind of long for the ride, is to go to Eurovision. And... Uh-uh. Win. Win Eurovision, yeah, not just to go. He wanted to win. Um, and I think they submit a song every year, I'm assuming. Yeah. I don't think they ever said that, or they it might was, have. I think it was implied. And they finally get in because of um, reasons. I don't want to completely spoil it. Okay. And they go to Eurovision, Ty. Yes, they do. And it's just kind of like a little bit of a love story mixed with like a story of success, mixed with like the classic. It was weird. Weird? But okay. it was I thought it was kind of textbooky. But it was movie. like it was like a rom com, but it really wasn't. Yeah. And it was like a musical, but it really wasn't. Yeah. Like it really uh, I don't know. I guess we could talk about that in key elements. For yeah. plot and story tie, what are you giving it? So for the plot and story, I threw out a nice little twelve. <clears throat> okay. Um this movie was Sorry. very straightforward and it had multiple kind of twists, like, oh I called about eight of them out. Oh, yeah. Beforehand. And oh, it got yeah. to the point where I was verbally saying them, and I just, I, I verbally was like, all right, I just need to shut up. <laughs> I, I had the same way. The way they got into Eurovision. Yep. They brought up that invitation, and as soon as they showed the invitation, I told Riley, I was like, watch, this is going to happen. And that's exactly what happened. Um, the accident on their final performance. Okay. I immediately saw that. Riley called that one out, yeah. Uh, Will Ferrell getting back to Eurovision, and what happens with the guy who picks him up. Okay. Immediately called that. Okay. There's just so many shit, so many fucking things. Yeah, it was it was a really straightforward uh, by the book plot in terms of how they moved the story forward. Yeah, that's um, like twelve. I gave it a couple points because they did do a little like oh didn't see that happening. Yeah, I gave it a thirteen. A uh, very similar score. Okay. It it was a unique movie, so they went they did the whole the the same kind of textbook easy to predict things to move the plot along but like in terms of the story itself i mean yeah i had this like very similar dynamics to it about the whole like losing and then coming back every movie has that it's like the the peak and then the downfall and then the bigger peak and yep um but i don't know it was unique there's a couple of shocking moments i will say that i did not see coming like what just name one uh the boat exploding <laughs> that's the one i called <laughs> you really called that one well i said everyone would die on the boat yeah, I didn't see that I didn't one. Say how they would die in the scene where he, they're just like casually talking, and it just blows the fuck up. Yeah, I, was, I started cracking up laughing. I was like, "Oh <laughs> shit!" And then the elves. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was made an me laugh. interesting like subplot. <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, they definitely had some things in this movie that didn't make any sense, but it was just kind of like a accepted movie. Yeah, it was, just, it was a fun, very simple, very fun. Um, visual slash cinematography, though. I gave this a 12. I gave it a 14. Okay. So my thoughts here was uh, nothing incredible, but I liked the little town. They made it feel like a nice little, what is it, Iceland? Yeah. It felt like a nice little Iceland fisher well, town. Well, it was filmed in Iceland. Okay, so it felt... I thought it was filmed in Utah. I was like, I bet you it was filmed in Utah. And Riley looked it up. <laughs> it felt like that. And then the Eurovision, there's a couple of really cool, like the one shot of everybody singing and everything. And yeah. I think the performances and everything looked good. Um, it didn't blow me away, but I thought there was some stuff that looked good about it. Yeah, I, I have the same mindset. 12 is always my score. Like, didn't blow me away, but they, did, they didn't have any bad visuals. Um, yeah, think- the performances and everything were whatever. Yeah, I just I mean, I gave it a lot of points for the uh for that montage of everybody. Okay. I thought that was shot cool. There's some cool shots and everything with it. And then just how all the music was shot. Yeah. I liked it. But yeah, they it seemed very uh, not seemed, but it was very like when they did their performances, it looked like you were watching it on TV. Like they filmed it in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the whole camera like like they it were looked like the a like a TV competition. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I think it looked good. Yeah. Key elements tie. So, key elements this one was kind of hard because it was very much trying to be a comedy. Okay. I don't think a lot of the comedy landed, though. Okay. But it was oh, also... Someone just fell. <laughs> it was also a musical. The musical stuff. I thought the music was fucking great. The music was great, dude. Double Trouble or whatever that song. Was it Double Trouble? Yeah, I think it is Double Trouble. I fucking love that song. Um. Oh, my. You... the. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Yeah, yeah, ding dong. Yeah. Fantastic. And the dude getting pissed off. No, play yeah, yeah, ding dong. <laughs> He's great. Um, so I gave it a 13. I gave it higher. Okay, what'd you give it? I gave it a 17. Okay. So I loved the music. I actually liked, like I told Ryan, I could see myself listening to this music, the Double Trouble and even that Volcano Man song. The, the music was fucking fantastic. Uh, yeah, yeah, ding dong. I looked it up. That was a song they actually made up for the movie to try to be like a funny, make-believe, Icelandic kind of whatever. And there's like a lot of sexual innuendos in their lyrics um, if you like break them down. <laughs> Um, I, I found myself laughing, not a lot, not as much as like a traditional Will Ferrell movie. And I had to distance myself from expecting too much because Will Ferrell's my favorite comedy actor of all time. Um, it wasn't up there with the other Will Ferrell movies, but I actually did laugh a decent amount. You know, I laughed a decent amount and there was some sweet moments too. Yeah. Like feel good moments, which I left out. I'm going to bump it up, not to a 17, I'm going to bump it up to a 15. There was one scene in particular. I can't even remember exactly what scene it was. I don't know. I just remember feeling really like sad a little bit. Like I, there was one point where I like teared up a little bit. Like I felt them in the back of my eyes, and I was like, "What the hell? Why am I?" There, yeah. There, there was a couple of feel good, like heartfelt, almost like you know, tugging on the heartstrings. Yeah. Some of the comedy was good. I loved the dick statues. <laughs> yeah. Like that. That kind of looks like you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I'll bump it up a little bit. The music though, I, every song was a banger. Yeah, hell yeah, it was. There was, oh my God. I hate like trying to think of funny moments in a movie off the top of my head because then I can't remember. But there was like two moments in this movie where I actually like audibly laughed. Like had a, had a good chuckle. There was a couple. Uh, some of it did not work. I'm not, uh, some of it was just very not funny. Like what um, time? Felt forced. And again, I can't remember that right now. <laughs> but I do know some of it felt forced. 
Um, but some of it did land. And it, it wasn't as much a comedy to me as like a heartfelt. Yeah, I don't think they were trying to be overly funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, but some of the comedy, they were definitely trying to push comedy. Yeah. Some of it didn't work. But it was heartfelt, and it was a really good musical movie. Yeah. Um, the music in it's great. That's why I, my original key element score was like 13, and I bumped it way up because I wasn't even considering the movie. Or the, the movie, the the music. Yeah. Phenomenal music. Great music. Characters, Jay. So I break it down, side characters and main characters. I gave this a 14 out of 20. <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? I also gave it a 14. Wow. Um, the main characters, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams, Lars and Sigrid. I really liked Will Ferrell in this. I really liked him. He was okay. Really? I Yeah. I I really liked him in this role. I thought he was funny, yeah, but he was the one kind of doing the forced comedy at points. Yeah, that's fair. There was no depth to his character whatsoever, but there wasn't supposed to be for this movie, yeah. so I'm not going to... It's not like it took away for anything. Um, I liked Rachel McAdams in this movie a lot. Yeah, she was all right. I liked Will Ferrell more. I liked her more than Will Ferrell. Interesting. I thought... I don't know. I really liked Lars' character. Um, I gave them a 7.5 out of 10 in that category, that part of it, though. Uh, the one complaint I had about them is they both... Both of them were not consistent with their accents at times. Not even remotely. Like, <laughs> not even remotely. And I I'm, I guess just kind of take it with, you know, what it yeah. is. But it was terrible. <laughs> there was, like, a few lines where it just sounded like regular Will Ferrell. I was like, they couldn't have reshot that? Like, like, he was just talking, and then he was like, oh, shit, wait a minute. And then they just had an accent to finish. Or, like, losing it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on certain words and stuff. Um, but, I mean, I guess an Icelandic accent is probably not the easiest to do. They chose to do it, though. <laughs> I, I mean. Um, side characters, I gave a 6.5 out of 10. Um, I don't really like any of the side characters that much, which six and a half might seem a bit high for that. The whole dynamic with his dad and like how I guess he was, that was okay. Um, got real soft at the end, like out of nowhere, just about the whole, you remind me of your mom and everything. Um, no one told Will Ferrell that he won Eurovision despite being in the town for like a day. That part, I was like, what the hell? No, that was like, they were on that boat and I was like, they know he moved on. (laughs) Like, why has no one told him? (laughs) I was like, why hasn't someone said something? Like, that part was very hard to overlook. Um, the Russian guy, again, was just okay. See, I liked him. Um, he got I, he definitely got a little bit more points for me. I thought it was weird how they just kind of threw in at the end that he might be gay. Oh. The fucking first song was him about being like a lion and attacking with a bunch of shirtless dudes dancing all yeah, over him but, and shit. It was very much implied throughout the whole thing. I think if you go out and watch it. I don't know. I think it was, I just, it, was it was hard for me to buy that he's chasing this one girl, Rachel McAdams, this whole time. I think he's just, I don't think necessarily gay, but maybe like bisexual. Okay. And he I even said it, he know. was like, oh, I'm Russian. I'm not allowed to do that. Yeah. But it was very much implied throughout the whole thing, I thought. I don't know. I thought it was a little. And then they gave him like the. I, I the thought it was kind of lazy. Stereotypical, like, oh, I can braid hair. and. I thought it was kind of used as a way to get him to. Not, like, die, but remove him as a threat, as, like, the bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, his character was weird. Like, they kind of started him as the bad guy, but he, like, never really was. Yeah. Like, he never well, sabotaged the, him. The like, bad guy was then supposed to be that board member who wanted Iceland to lose. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I thought that was compelling, maybe if they explored that some more, but it was literally just, like... It was, like, one or two scenes, and then and the then scene... He, yeah. Where he dies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Like, I guess if they would have chased that more. And then there's the ghost, Demi Lovato's ghost, that just randomly appeared twice. <laughs> that was funny, though. He was like, yeah, that already happened. He's yeah. like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was fucking dying. Um, my original score for side characters was 5.5 out of 10, plus one point for Demi Lovato. You do like you some Demi Lovato. Yes, I do. That's fair. Didn't know she was in this. It was a very pleasant surprise. That's fair. <laughs> Do you have anything else to add to the characters? No. Like I said, I liked that the Russian character dude um, from Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Um, I like both of their characters. They're fun. I like the dad character. Um, Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Former James Bond. Still looking good as ever. <laughs> that man is uh, stupidly attractive. It's not fair. Which one's Pierce Brosnan? The dad. Oh, shit. He's a former James Bond. He didn't even look the same. At least it's this picture on IMDb. Because he had a beard. Yeah, you could have shown me pictures of the dad and him side by side, and I would have told you that it's not the same person. I mean, I would argue he looked better in this movie than he did in, like, the James Bond movies and stuff. Yeah. He was just the womanizer. I love the jokes how it was like, oh, she's probably not my sister, just because his dad fucked everyone. He was a womanizer, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and then his dad and their mom gets married at the end or whatever. (laughs) He's like, that's totally not going to be weird. Um enjoyment jay so you now have an updated enjoyment skill where you're gonna give actual scores not just zeros or 20s yes good i appreciate you're actually taking this serious now you know i don't like i don't appreciate that one fucking bit (laughs) i gave this a 16 out of 20 which on my enjoyment scale 14 to 16 would not go out of my way to watch again i don't think i'm ever gonna be like wow i really want to see fire fire saga right now i will Maybe put the music on. Not going to lie about that. Um, but I would watch again if it was on. You know, if I just, like, let's say I'm strolling in a hotel room and it's on on TBS. I don't think Netflix does that, but whatever. You get the point. And I would recommend it to someone who has not watched it, a.k.a. my father. So 14 to 16 on my scale is enjoyed it or enjoyable watch. Will watch again, but isn't an all-time favorite. See, for me, I like watching movies. So it doesn't have to do a lot to be a throw it on. Okay. Um, not an all-time favorite. It got a 16. So that's your 14 through 16. Did you break your category, your numbers down the same way I did? No. 1 through 5, 6 through 10, 11, 13, 14, 16, 17 to 20. If it's in the top three. Wait. So say that again. 1 through 5. Okay. 6 through 10. Okay. 11 to 13. Okay. 14 to 16. Okay. 17 to 20. Okay. So I had all the same, but then 17, 18, 19, 20. You have individuals? Yeah, 1718 is a would watch again, would recommend, thought about it for the coming days and weeks. 19 to 20 is would consider one of my all-time favorites. Okay. I just group those together. I think I know if it's 20, I'm gonna, it's 100% up there. I think if it's a 17, though, that means I really fucking liked it. What's your 6 through 10? Uh, Wasn't a chore to get through, but would not recommend to people. <laughs> would not recommend, but would not condemn. Uh, 11 to 13. Had a decent time watching. Wouldn't choose to watch again. But if it's on, I'll watch it. <laughs> Probably would not sit through again, but it caught my attention at points. <laughs> What's your one through five? Uh, we'll never watch again. Brutally boring. <laughs> and I put the brutally boring part in there just because of Artemis Fowl. <laughs> would not watch again. Hated the main character. <laughs> never never think about it ever again. <laughs> um, but I gave it a 16 out of 20. I like this movie. It was obviously not Will Ferrell's best work. Um, it's not going to go down. As one of his best movies of all time. I will say, it's his first good movie in a quick minute. And that's kind of what I wanted to touch on. because I mean, I did. I like Daddy's Home too. I don't know how you felt about Daddy's Home too. Not as good as the first one, and I didn't even like the first one that much. I, th- I liked them both. 
think I'm more favorable to them of them than you are. Yeah. Um, downhill, I never saw, but I know it didn't do great, like critically. No. Um, Holmes and Watson. Let's just not talk about that. <laughs> Absolute shit show. Um, he was in Lego Movie Two, but had like five lines. Um, again, I like Daddy's Home too, but that was 2017. That's still years, three years ago. The house, yeah. I know, I heard was okay, but I don't think it was. I think some people thought it was okay. Other people thought it was shit. Zoolander Two, I know, didn't have great reviews. Get um, Hard is okay. I liked Get um, Hard. I would Get Hard. I think that's on a similar level to this. It's nothing incredible. That's a movie I want to rewatch actually soon. Lego Movie. And then the campaign before that, Casa de Mi Padre, 2012. It's been tough. What's going on with Will Ferrell? Anchorman 2, 2013. Don't overlook that one. I'm, you know I'm overlooking that one. Okay, you. I know you don't like it as much as the first one, but I feel like you're starting to shift. Shift what? Because before when we used to talk about Anchorman 2, you still ranked it in like your top five. No, I didn't. 100% sure. No, I didn't. I talked you into it. No, I didn't. Okay. There's no way I put it in my top. I remember five having a conversation no and talked to you into saying it, in it was a good movie. I remember. There's no way you were like open to it, and now you've just for some reason shifted to take a very anti stance. I think just to prove a point. No, I think it's okay, but I think it probably shouldn't have been made. And it's just I think you're just not trying to enough. double down because you know I like it. I think that's what's going on. That's not the case. I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna find that audio. Find it. I'm going to show it to you. Because I remember... You got the receipts? Literally talking you, got the receipts? you into it. I, there's somewhere. There's 75 the episodes to go through. But I'll find it. What would you get is your final score, Jay? Um, 72. Let me do a little little quick math here, Jay. You um, don't add them up beforehand? I told. I, I did, but then I changed time. my score. Just add up I how changed many points? my score in the middle, Jay. I did have it right. It's a 71. Add up how many points you don't give each category. So I gave it a 71. I gave it a 72. That puts it at none other. 71.5. Then 71.5. Fucking goddamn it. I fucked up the sheet. I'll fix it later. Um, I thought your sheet was fail-proof. It is, but I got to insert things, and that's just an issue. Insert what? Just things, Jay. I got to like insert new rows for new movies. Why do you have to... I spent like 30 minutes trying to just figure out how to number the sheet. That's not even right. That puts it in 15th place behind King of Staten Island and in front of Stuber. Now, I will say, I feel like I might have liked this movie more than King of Staten Island, though. I didn't. I think King of Staten Island is definitely a better movie. I think this was good. Don't get me wrong. Um, it was enjoyable. It was a good watch, but how did Birds of Prey get such a high score? Oh, that's right. You gave it like a 90 fucking one or something crazy. No, I gave it like an 89. You gave it something absurdly high. Okay. It's an 88.5. You gave it a good score too. I'm pretty sure it was held up. I think I, I gave it like an 83. It. I haven't got to rewatch it. I think you gave it something very high. If you time. gave it an 83, then I only gave it like an 86, 87. That's not how math works. It's only an 84. You said 88.5. Earlier, you said 88.5. You didn't say 84.5. Nah, bro. Still, 84.5, way too high. That was a good movie. I haven't got to rewatch it. That was a good movie. I very much enjoyed it. Do I think it maybe is slightly misplaced on our scale? Yeah, a little bit. You did admit afterwards that 
you rated it a little too high. It was a good movie. Nice. It's by your it. enjoyments. It fucks up everything. I think that's still automatic. That still would have got a seventeen to twenty on my enjoyment scale. I just think there has to be levels to this. You know what, Jay? I made I made changes. You want me to go through and re-rate every movie? Maybe, because that would be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, it would. Yeah, seventy-one point five. So this is what the second only. It's only the second Anchorman movie on this list. Yeah, um, the only other one is uh, Anchorman, which is second Anchorman. Pretty high up there. Artemis Fowl, though, all the way down at twenty-four point five. Never talk about that movie again. That's fucking so bad. All right, Ty. This is a rather short episode, though. It was short. It's different. We're gonna 40 have, minutes. We're going to have more minutes. of them. Um, keep your eyes out. Um, you might It might already be out by the time you listen to this, but keep your eyes out for the Hamilton release. We're going to yeah. review that in the next coming days. That'll probably come out, I want to say, on Monday. Space it out a little bit. Or it might just come out tomorrow and say YOLO. Fuck it. Um, still have to watch it. And then within the line sports, I'm going to get the Ross Stripling episode up probably around Wednesday. So if you want to re-listen to that interview, go subscribe, especially yes. if you like sports, because we're going to talk gambling and sports, and you don't have to worry about us talking about nerdy comic book movies if you're a mega jock. Super <laughs> chat. So the goal is to hopefully, yeah, like I said, get it under one umbrella, but I don't know if that's possible to have like two separate feeds, but we're going to figure that out. We're going to post both of them to our Twitter still probably, so you can find them both. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, keep an eye out. And we need to get more interviews on that. That's what we need to start doing. Yeah, that'll be good. I, w- I was I was going to say we could re-upload the Daniel one, but I don't know. That was so recent. Yeah. Stripling one was fucking... It was like our first interview, Jay. And then we re-upload it and then get people talk about it again. Love Call it. Call Ross Stripling and get another new interview. Oh, follow-up. I don't know. He's kind of busy. Baseball just started. Yeah. Got a fast spring training. He has like no days off now. All right, Ty. You got anything else? I don't. It was a fun, different pod. Um, keep your eye out for more of them. Yes, sir. Be a good friend, everybody. When I feel your gentle touch And things are going our way
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.